Welcome to Locked on Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. I'll back from last night's 28-25 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Couple coaching decisions ended up not going so well, but were they the right move at the time? I'll talk about that. Kyler Murray's performance. Talk about that definitely. And Kenyon Drake's first game wearing Cardinals red or Cardinals Cardinals black as it were last night with the color rush jerseys. How did that fare? And what does it mean for the future of the running back position for the Arizona Cardinals? There's so much to talk about. There was only 60 minutes of football played, but arguably a week's full of podcasts of content to be discussed. Let's start with something I haven't mentioned yet. Patrick Peterson's performance. I'm going to start with it right off the bat. He was an atrocity. Patrick Peterson showed the world, after taking performance-enhancing drugs, that maybe he didn't have the quick step that he once did. It's an interesting thing to look at from a bird's-eye view of a guy that's been at the top of the game at his given position. Pro Bowls, since he was a rookie. Pro Bowls, second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year. Had the wealthiest contract by DB for like 15 minutes until another player eclipsed him. Patrick Peterson said he wanted out less than two years ago. Patrick Peterson then said he's here to stay. He wants to be the next Larry Fitzgerald. And then it was obvious that he wanted to be a part of this franchise. And then he gets popped for performance-enhancing drugs. So now he's back. Had an okay first game. Then they go to New Orleans. He gets roasted by arguably the best receiver in the game in Michael Thomas. And for those that don't think Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins are the two best receivers in the league, start watching football. Start really watching football and stop just focusing on how many yards Cooper Cup had in one week or how Odell Beckham has some sexy plays, how Julio Jones has a lot of yards in certain games when they lose by two touchdowns. Look at who the two best receivers in the game are, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, one and one A, and they're interchangeable. Patrick Peterson gets roasted by Michael Thomas. Last night, Patrick Peterson gets roasted by Emmanuel Sanders. There were a couple balls that Jimmy Garoppolo threw to Emmanuel Sanders that were, un, they were unguardable. So I'm not giving Patrick Peterson all the responsibility for the yardage Emmanuel Sanders ended up with, but I am giving him the majority of it. And then, on top of all of that, if you watched the game, you saw Dante Pettis squirt, three, squirt free into the back of the end zone, and you saw Patrick Peterson, as he realized that Dante Pettis was going to catch a touchdown pass, just let up. And it doesn't seem like that huge of a deal, but the big part about this is you equate that to a baseball player not running out a ground ball to first base, stopping mid-base path. You equate that to a special teams guy the gunner, when there's a touchback, not running all the way to pay dirt, to the end zone, like every special teams player does on every touchback, that's every kickoff that's a touchback. Patrick Peterson just let up like he pulled his hammy. And I'm not saying that, I'm not making this a bigger deal than it should be. It's just something to acknowledge that Patrick Peterson, even though he says he wants to be here, may not want to be here. 
may not want to go through all of this again, even though it's super exciting to talk about from media members, fans, etc. They're still 3-5-1. and one. They're still not going to make the playoffs. They're still most likely going to have a top 10 pick or top 12 pick in the 2020 NFL draft. So does Patrick Peterson really want to be here? I don't know. But what I do know is, last two weeks, he's gotten burned like he was Brandon Williams, who was a running back in college, and turned into a cornerback and set to start his first rookie game in a different position than what he played in college. That's what Patrick Peterson looked like last night. Patrick Peterson was not Buda Baker, who seemed to have taken over the leadership role of this defense, at least from the secondary position, as a third-year player. Patrick Peterson looked old. Patrick Peterson looked like LeBron James does now compared to what he did at one point. Still at the top of his craft, but by no means with the giddy-up that he had four or five years ago. I'm not directly correlating Patrick Peterson to LeBron James because LeBron James is an absolute physical specimen who's still the top three player in the league at 35, which is unbelievable. Not comparing that. But maybe this is just the overall bell curve of professional athletes. Patrick Peterson's made a lot of money, and he's been on a losing franchise for the majority of it. Yes, they made the NFC Championship run. Yes, they made the playoffs a couple times, but it never really amounted to much. Patrick Peterson got burned myriad times in that NFC Championship game. He was just a part of the problem. He wasn't the problem. Everybody was the problem in that massacre that happened in Carolina in the 2015 NFC Championship game. Maybe this is what happens Maybe this is normal. Not everybody's Larry Fitzgerald. Not everybody just comes to work and will apologize after spiking a ball in celebration after scoring a touchdown. He did that last year, for those that missed it. He had to apologize to his son. Listen, that's not how we conduct ourselves. Okay. Okay, librarian. I mean, you're allowed to show some excitement instead of just clenching your fist and you know flipping the ball to the ref, a la LaDainian Tomlinson his whole career. Maybe we've been spoiled. Maybe, guys, maybe this is a relationship that's gone sour. Maybe this is the last year of a six-year relationship, seven-year relationship with you know two people that are dating where it's like, you know what? It's just not there anymore. And unfortunately for the Cardinals, if these last two games are any sort of look inside what it's going to be like for the rest of Patrick Peterson's career, they missed out on a massive opportunity to trade him before the deadline massive opportunity that's something you will not be able to get back now probably is this how Patrick Peterson is going to play for the rest of his career no maybe towards the tail end this is most likely rust this is most likely getting to getting to learn a new system in game speed that you're unable to replicate in training camp and preseason and during practice that's most likely what it is I'll tell you one thing it damn well better be that if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Otherwise, you've got a very expensive problem on your hand that you're going to get to see walk free in a year or two. That is something that everybody hopes is not actually the case. Cliff Kingsbury made some interesting decisions last night. Were they wrong? Maybe. Were they the right decisions at the time? I'll talk about it in a couple minutes. The folks at Rome and a men's health company are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. 
That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the season changed, that Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We're now a little bit over halfway through the NFL season now that Thursday Night Football was played. So now is the time to get off the sidelines again in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines, the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. This is true. Check those out. The prop bets are innumerable. Innumerous? Immeasurable? There are a lot of them. Take my improper English out of it. There's a lot of damn prop bets on my bookie. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best in my bookie. Tired of watching the games from your couch with nothing to gain? This is another thing my bookie can help you with. My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the said game. Best part is if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in a thousand bucks, they'll give you a thousand dollars. That's double your initial deposit, so you can use all that money on all of your favorite picks. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Welcome back. Locked on Clancy here. Bo Brock will join me back on Monday. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. 28-25 loss the Arizona Cardinals sustained last night at home on Thursday night football against a 8-0 now San Francisco 49ers. 28-25. Cliff Kingsbury had two decisions made by him that immediately changed the landscape of the game after each call. So, first one. Fourth and goal from the one, no time remaining, pretty much four seconds left in the first half. He calls a timeout at, right before San Francisco hikes the ball. Cardinals stop him, but this, you know, it's he iced he iced his own team. He iced his own team. So second timeout happens. Emmanuel Sanders catches a touchdown pass immediately after. Twenty-one-seven, going into halftime for the San Francisco 49ers. He wanted to do what old NBA coaches, what it used to be in the NBA, where you were allowed one delay of game before getting a technical foul. So if you don't remember basketball in the 80s and 90s, with three seconds left in the game, two four seconds left in the game, whatever it was, and a half-court set, the defense, the guy that would always, that was guarding the inbound pass would always just jump up and pretty much maul the guy passing the ball in bounds after the team was able to see what the, def- the offensive set was going to be for the team they were playing against. That's pretty much what Cliff Kingsbury did last night. It's like, oh, there it is. Now I know. Call timeout. Call the defensive scheme. They ran a completely different play. Burned them. Second play. So was that the right call? I don't know. Kyle Shanahan's a maniac. Kyle Shanahan's a maniac. With Cliff Kingsbury calling that timeout, part of me thought that Cliff thought that, you know, maybe if we call timeout, that gives Kyle Shanahan not only the timeout that San Francisco called before Cliff called the timeout, but also the Cardinals' timeout to be like, you know what, let's just take the three points. We'll go into the locker room 17-7 on the road on a short week. You know what, we'll take it. Two-score lead. Cool. I, I'm assuming that somehow seeped into Cliff Kingsbury's cerebellum as part of the reason why he called a second time. It had to be at least an ancillary piece. Second one, Tevin Coleman 
third and medium on their side of the 50, but barely runs around the outside, seems to step out of bounds about a half yard or three quarters of a yard short of the first down marker. There, He's given the first down in a favorable spot. Cliff Kingsbury challenges that play with two timeouts left, with two minutes and 23 seconds left, I believe, in the game. Challenges it. If you lose the challenge, you lose the timeout. All San Francisco has to do is get one first down and they win the game. Challenges it. It's upheld. Third and nine. Jimmy Garoppolo throws to the backup tight end. First down, game over. Was that the right call by Cliff Kingsbury to challenge it? Initially, I was yelling at the TV. Why are you challenging this? You have two timeouts and the two-minute warning. It gives you a little bit more wiggle room. It kind of you know, allows you to teeter on the fence instead of choosing one side of the fence to stand on in an effort to salvage this game somehow, get a turnover, get a stop, get a victory, something. But no, they challenge it, upheld, lose the timeout, and that's the flashbulb memory that everybody's going to have on this last drive by the San Francisco 49ers that inevitably gave the Arizona Cardinals a loss on Thursday night football at home. But let me dive into this a little bit more. There was a 3rd and 11, same drive, before this set of downs, Cardinals couldn't get off the field. There was a 3rd and 9 with a stopped clock after this, after the, the challenge was upheld, after the play was upheld. A 3rd and 9. If the Cardinals get that stop, San Francisco will have to punt the ball and give the Cardinals a long field, but still give them a chance to come down and get in the field goal range and inevitably tie the game or win it, you know, in some broken play, deep play. Third and nine, backup tight end, a wide open. Wide open, a yard in front of the yard to gain. Patrick Peterson in, in the vicinity, just awful. Just awful. Ten of, I believe, 10 or 11 of 17 by the San Francisco 49ers on third down eight of which were third and five or, or longer. This is something that cannot happen if you want to sustain victories in the NFL. So Cliff Kingsbury's decision-making, in hindsight, both of which were not great decisions to make, but neither of which were directly correlated to the Cardinals losing. One, you know, maybe the, the fourth, and, fourth and goal on the one. I get it. It's really easy to say that now. It's super easy. But with Kyle Shanahan being the maniac that he is, could have run the same play, could have run a bootleg with Jimmy Garoppolo. It was a great play call. Manuel Sanders in the end zone. You take your lumps with a guy that's so feast or famine as Kyle Shanahan has been in the past. A little bit more reserved this year with the construct of their offense. They run the ball a lot more now, but he still has that in his blood. And it was on full display last night with the Arizona Cardinals. What do you make of Kenyon Drake's performance? What do you make of Kyler Murray's performance? I will talk about that in three minutes here on Locked on Cardinals. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here, Bullbrock out. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Bo and I will be back together on Monday. Kenyon Drake blew the roof off. Kenyon Drake has been with this team for 72 hours and absolutely blew the roof off. 15 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Four catches, 52 yards in the pass game. Had a 36-yard run, I believe, on his second carry as an Arizona Cardinal. First or second carry. Had a 21-yard scamper reception. I'm going to tell you why Chase Edmonds should be worried. And this is me speaking. This is not Bo speaking. We'll talk about this on Monday. We share the Twitter account for the Locked On Cardinals podcast, but any sort of really rash opinions 
we keep on our own private Twitter account because this is something that I've been thinking about. And listen, let me touch on Kyler Murray really quick before I get into the Ken- Kenyon Drake diatribe. Kyler Murray was one eighty-eight yard touchdown pass away from having another, uh, you know, below average game, but game manager game, and that's something that shows maturity. Nobody expected them to win this game. They were ten and a half point dogs in in Vegas, but Kyler Murray has shown the wherewithal. I believe this is the fifth game in a row where he hasn't turned the ball over. Somewhere along those lines. Several games where he hasn't turned the ball over. Zero fumbles. He's small. He gets sacked a lot. He does not fumble the ball and lose it. Kyler Murray has shown that he is going to be a very good, well-rounded quarterback in this league. The pass that he threw to Andy Isabella on the outside before Andy Andy Isabella turned it upfield. It was a laser. This dude's got a cannon. He's got a rocket. Don't worry about Kyler Murray. He's going to be great. Kenyon Drake, 15 carries, 110 yards, 162 all-purpose yards, and a touchdown. Barely knows the offense, but I'll tell you what. If you watched him in college, and a lot of people didn't, the the memory that people have of Kenyon Drake in college was the kickoff return for a touchdown in the national championship game against Clemson when he was with Alabama a few years ago. And the second one in the NFL was last year when he caught the ball at midfield and scampered for a touchdown, which at the end of a game, it was a Hail Mary attempt, kind of, And that, even though it doesn't matter because the Patriots won the Super Bowl anyways, but that would have given the Patriots the one seed if they somehow tackle him and win that game in Miami. Those are the two. And what do those two things have in common? They were home run plays. What does this offense cater to? What is this this offense by Cliff Kingsbury based upon in some capacity? Big chunk plays. And we saw last night Kenyon Drake has that ability. We've seen that from Chase Edmonds in a couple games in his career, but I will tell you what. What I would do if I were the Arizona Cardinals would be to sign Kenyon Drake to a two-year extension now. Two-year, $12 million, with $10 million guaranteed. Pay him the money up front, because if he does this four or five more times this year, he's going to get three times that on the open market. And... Next year, in the offseason, whenever you're able to, I don't have the dates right in front of me, you trade Chase Edmonds. That's what I would do. Because Kenyon Drake is way more aligned with this offensive scheme than Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds has shown flashes of being able to catch the ball out of the backfield, but you need guys that can do both equally as well. Kenyon Drake has shown that there's a learning curve for him in that capacity and catching the ball out of the backfield, but... Kenyon Drake is way more of a home run hitter than Chase Edmonds is, even though Chase Edmonds had three 20-yard touchdown runs in one game. I understand it was one game. It was a great game. I think that the speed that Kenyon Drake has, the quickness that he has, is more sustainable than Chase Edmonds. And you can't trade David Johnson or cut him because you owe him too much money. He's going to have the third highest cap hit uh, of any running back next year. And he has the highest cap hit of any running back this year. So you can't cut him. And you can't trade him because nobody's going to want that contract. But you can trade Chase Edmonds. You can maybe get a third-round pick for Chase Edmonds. You can maybe get a fourth-round pick for Chase Edmonds that would turn into a better draft pick than the compensatory pick you're going to have to give up for uh, for Kenyon Drake in that trade. It was a sixth-round pick. If Kenyon Drake shows anything like he showed last night, it's definitely going to be a fifth-round pick they're going to have to give up next season. I know it's early. I know it's only 19 touches by one player in one game that was just acquired by the Cardinals, but if I've seen anything from Kenyon Drake's career, 
Compared to Chase Edmonds' career, I would trade Chase Edmonds and sign Kenyon Drake to a contract extension now. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. I will be joined by my co-host, Bo Brock, on Monday. We'll talk to you guys then.